The title of today's message is Get Ripped. Uh, right? As you can tell by looking at me and looking at him, I'm the kind of guy whose gym membership is going to start next week. Always. Right? I'm going to go exercise starting then at some point. Today, I'm not talking about gains, getting swole, going to the gym and just getting ripped. But you look at this guy, and you're like, yeah, he's, he's probably strong. I mean, he can't scratch his own head, but other than that, he's probably really strong. Right? And in this, what I want to talk about today is, while this is the reality of the physical nature of going to the gym and getting ripped... I want to talk about the importance of strengthening ourself in the Lord and getting stronger in our walk with God. Spiritually speaking, I think it would be awesome if my spirit man looked like that guy. That'd be pretty cool, right? I mean, if I saw that guy in real life, I wouldn't mess with him. I probably wouldn't talk to him. I'd probably be like, I'm going to go over here because I don't even know what's going to happen. And think about if our spirit man, that thing that God has placed inside of us, gets to the point that we are so strong and we know his word and we know what he's called us to do, that even those things that the enemy say, man, I'm not messing with that guy. I don't want to be anywhere near him. I don't want to be anywhere near her. Now, you don't have to look like that, ladies. But, you know, spiritually speaking, we need to strengthen ourselves up. We need to understand that our successes in the kingdom of God is how we respond in times of difficulty. Our success in what we do for the kingdom of God hinge on how we respond in times of difficulty. I don't know that there has ever been a time in history when courage and faith have been more needed than they are right now. Now, and when I say that, it's, it's not because of like the darkness that's coming. I'm not, I'm not one of those guys. I mean, there is a lot of darkness out there, but it's not because of that. It's because of the realm of God's promises that linger over us as individuals and over us as a church. It is important for us to understand that we are in this moment where we need courage and faith, not because of what the enemy is going to do. The enemy is always going to do what he's always going to do. But because there's so much that God has wanted to give out to us and wanted to pour out to us that we have to be willing to say, it's time to get ripped. On the most challenging day of King David's life, a day when his own men turned against him, the Bible tells us that he actually strengthened himself in the Lord. We're going to look at that here in a minute, but not yet. We need to understand that the Lord has equipped us. He hasn't just equipped me. He's equipped you. The Lord has equipped you for great victory. To release and establish the kingdom of God 
everywhere around you. That didn't get enough amens. I'm I'm just going to be honest with you. Because most of us hear that and go, yeah, well, I mean, that's great for Chris, but not me. We need to understand. It's a little late now. No, I mean, I'm just kidding. We need to understand that God has equipped you for great victory to release and establish the kingdom of God everywhere around you. We have to come to the place where we can see the places of lack in our lives as the very places where God intends to bring us into our greatest victory. How many of us, we see these areas that we just know are just lacking within our lives. I've got them. I'm sure you all have them. And I look at those and go, man, how in the world? I, I can't do anything for God because look at all this lack that I have. And I tend to focus more on the lack than I focus on what the word of God has said. And I tend to focus more on the lack instead of realizing that when God says, hey, if I've called you to do it, then I'm going to give you the grace to walk through it. I'm going to give you the ability to do these things. And then I sit there and I argue with God. I don't know why I argue with God. I never win, but I argue with God. And I sit there and it's like, but God... You don't understand, right? Anybody say that to God? You don't understand what I've done. You don't understand where I've been. You don't understand these feelings that I have. You don't understand all the other stuff that goes on in my life, God. I mean, God, I'm so deficient in this area. And God says, good. Because now watch me be glorified through it. And watch me be glorified in that area of your greatest deficiency so that I can help bring victory in your life, not only for you, but now you can help other people walk through victory as well. So often the enemy gets me so self-focused on my shortcomings that I forget to rely upon God and his grace to help me step into it and realizing when I'm so focused on my shortcomings, it's all about me. Instead of realizing, okay, God, you're wanting to take this area of deficiency and you're wanting to use it for your glory to help somebody else walk into victory. And that's what I have to do. When we strengthen ourselves in the Lord, it's all about being prepared to receive and to steward the fulfillment of his promises over our life. We must take personal responsibility to strengthen every weak place and break our agreement with fear. I would, I love it when God just does something for me and it's just done. But I've also learned more and have grown more when God partners with me and he says, hey, now you got to do this. And I need you to actually step into this so that you can develop the character that I'm asking you to develop. But God, that's, that, that's terrifying. I don't know if I can do that. God, I mean, whew, oh man, that's hard. Good. Because it's not about me. It's about him. We have to be able to say no to fear. No to all the stuff that is just bombarding our minds all the time. And we have to come into agreement with what the word of God says. 
So as we get into this message this morning, and I'm going to be honest, it might be a little long. I'm going to try to be fast, but it might be a little long, okay? I want us to purpose in our hearts. It says, God, I, I want to live in a way that is just learning how to strengthen myself in you so that I can become everything that you've called me to become. I want to live my life in a place that I can be continually dependent upon your presence so that when those times come, I know where I can run to for refuge. So in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, it says this, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So this verse, leading up to this verse, what had happened was is that David had all kinds of stuff had happened. Saul was trying to kill David, you know, even though David was the anointed king, but Saul was still the reigning king. Saul's trying to kill David. David's finding um, refuge with the enemy, and then he starts doing great for the enemy, and he's, you know, kind of attacking the other enemies, and so like the enemy of the enemy is my friend, you know, kind of thing. And then they go out into battle. He has his 600 mighty men. They were a bunch of misfits, great warriors, but they had been outcasts of society, but they are loyal to David. And he has them with him. And they go out to this battle. And when they're out in this other battle, while they're gone, another invading force comes and takes all of their families, all of their kids, all of their livestock, everything they owned, comes and robs their town and takes it all away. As you can imagine, these people are going... Thanks, Dave. This is great. Appreciate it. We're following you, and the moment we follow you, we come back to have nothing. And the very people who he was so close to, who he who would never betray him, are in this moment talking about stoning him because they're so bitter about what had happened. David's response was not a response of, well, no, it's not my fault. You see, what happened was, it was not a response of justification. It was not a response of, of, of making, coming up with a defense. It was not a response of deflection. His response was, but David strengthened himself in the Lord. After David... Strengthened himself in the Lord. He basically got up and he said, all right, guys, this is what we're going to do. And they went after the enemy who had stole their stuff and they went back and they destroyed all them and they got all of their belongings and all of their family back. You see, there is a power in the presence of God when we take the time to strengthen ourselves in him. In this moment, David was defeated. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. Felt like everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And then you come home and everything's gone. I mean, you talk about adding insult to injury. And yet here he is and his response was to strengthen himself in the Lord. That's not always my response. I wish it were, and I'm getting better at it, 
And you guys are probably a lot more spiritual than I am when it comes to that. But my response isn't always to strengthen myself in the Lord. Sometimes my response is, oh yeah, you want to go? All right, let's go. Come on, let's do this then. I've already lost everything anyway. Let's go, right? But we have to get to a place that we say, no, I'm just going to strengthen myself in the Lord. Our ability to connect, to connect with God, excuse me, let me reread that again. Our ability to connect with what God is doing in the midst of our difficult circumstances depends on our ability to remember who He is and what He has done in our lives. When I'm in those moments of despair, rarely do I declare the goodness of God. And yet, that's the one thing that I need to do. When we learn how to train ourselves to remember and remind ourselves of what God has done in our lives, it will directly affect how much influence His Word will have on that situation. And also, when we learn to do it, it will also directly influence the amount of influence that we give the lies. It will directly affect the amount of influence we give the lies and will also directly affect the amount of influence we give his word. But we have to come back to the place of going, no, I know who my God is, I remember what he's done, and I'm going to stand on those things. So then we kind of sit there and we say, well, how do I do this? How do I do this? We have to remember that the thoughts that we have that are contrary to God's word are lies from the enemy. When those thoughts are coming in and they're bombarding us and they are not thoughts of hope, they are not thoughts of faith, they are not thoughts of love, they're not thoughts of a future. When we are entertaining thoughts that are not of that, we have to understand that those are not God's thoughts toward us. And we are allowing the enemy to speak lies and we are in agreement more with the lies than we are with the truth. When we are struggling in those moments, we must remind ourselves of what God has said. We have to come into agreement with the truth if we want to see ourselves strengthened. What's cool is that the very next big event that happens right after that story in, in 1 Samuel chapter 30, David becomes king. In just moments, moments after he strengthened himself in the Lord when the end looked the darkest and everything looked like it was coming against him. He became king. He stepped into the fulfillment of the destiny that God had spoken over his life. I don't think David knew that in that moment that he was strengthening himself in the Lord that that was going to be a back door to the throne. But it was because he found peace Comfort, strength, resilience in the presence of God. Some of us are at this moment where we're going, we are facing the darkest things that we've ever faced in our life. 
and we're on the verge of giving up because we don't realize that when we are also this close to seeing the fulfillment of God's word in us. Don't stop doing the things that God has called you to do simply because everything is hard. Simply because everything is so dark. Don't stop believing His Word simply because the lies of the enemy are persistently coming into my head. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. So then, we sit there and think, okay, Chris, that sounds great, but how? Well, point number one this morning is review the promises. I'm giving you some very, I'm going to go through these quickly. Five, five ways to help you practically strengthen yourself in the Lord. Number one, review the promises. We have to make sure that we are placing the promises that God has given us in our life. Maybe it's a scripture that you read and it just spoke to you. Maybe it's a prophetic word that was spoken over you. Maybe it was something that God just did inside of you when you were praying. You're going, yes, I know this is something that God is speaking to me. Place those things in a practical spot where you will see them often. Whether it's on your phone, your iPad, your computer, sticky notes, whatever it might be. Write it on the mirror of your your bathroom. I don't care. But put it into a place where you're going to see it and you're going to read it and you're going to be able to remind yourself, I know what my God has said. Because I love what Jesus tells us. Jesus tells us that the storm comes on everyone. But it's those whose foundation is on the rock, they're the ones who last. The word of God is the rock of God. We have to be able to say, yes, I know what the word of God is. I know what he has spoken to me. I know what the truth is. And I'm going to stand on that because then when things come against me, I can stand on what his word has said. See, the promises of God are like a rudder on the ship. They lead me where I'm supposed to go. If I lose sight of his promises... It's easy to get turned around and go in the wrong direction quickly. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 and 7, it says this. And you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you're on the road. When you are going to bed and when you're getting up. God told them, hey, here's what you need to do. As parents, these are things you need to do. You need to remember and tell the promises of God. A lot of times, guys, we hear God say something, or man, we remember, oh yeah, God did this incredible thing. But how often do we actually talk about it? Repeat them again and again to your children. It used to really bug me growing up. When whenever I would say something that was just a bad attitude or whatever. My dad would always quit back with his Bible verse. I'm like, oh my gosh, dad, who cares? <laughs> right? But those things have been instilled in me since I was a child. 
And now you know what I do when I have a bad attitude? I remember the things that my dad said to me over and over and over again. I mean, it may have taken till I was 30, but I do now. You know, I remember. We have to get to know God's word so that we can use the specific promises that he gives us in his word for the problems that we are facing. God will never take you into a conflict that you are not qualified through him to win. Think about that. God will never take you into a conflict that you are not qualified because of him to win. Every situation that we are facing, me, you, all of us, every situation that we're facing that is making us discouraged is only because we have forgotten the tools that he has given us to face that giant that we're coming up against. Pray over those promises. Meditate on them. Point number two this morning, it's very similar, but as we review them in our, in our own mind, we have to tell the testimonies of what God has done. Growing up, our church had... We would have a time every Sunday where people could give testimonies. I'll be honest, I got a little jaded toward them because inevitably every week you'd have somebody where it was just open mic night and then you'd have the one person like trying to one-up the other person on the other side of the room. You know what my God did? Oh yeah, well hey, yeah, you know what else God did? Oh yeah, well that one time, that was actually worse and God did this. You got people who just talked for forever and you're going, oh my gosh. But if you want to strengthen yourself in the Lord, we have to learn to tell People about what God has done in our lives. All throughout scripture, he tells them, he's like, make a monument here. Make an altar here. Not to go back and worship, but to go back and to remember what God has done in that moment. When they crossed the Jordan River into the promised land, they made a monument to say, here, don't forget what God did in this place. When they were in the wilderness and there were things that happened and God did things, he would say, make a monument here so you do not forget what I did in this place. We must recall and tell the testimony of the goodness of God in order to strengthen ourselves in him. When we do not live in the reality of the testimony, we will forget what he has done. We all, have a testimony of the power of God that he has done in our lives. Maybe it's how he saved us out of a life that was just awful. Maybe it's he saved you and you never did anything wrong. Anywhere in between, I don't care. It is a testimony of what God has done. And we all have something where he saved us, where he delivered us, where he set us free where he healed us, whatever it might be. But we have to tell people about his works. We must live in the reality of what he's done. And we have to tell other people because they need to hear it also. So many times, I just kind of like, ah, oh, well, you know, I mean, my story's nothing great. I didn't do anything. I mean, it was just what it was. But you know what I've realized? I mean, not that I was perfect by any means. I did a lot of dumb stuff. But I've realized that there are a lot of other kids who grew up in church who feel like they don't have any kind of testimony because they're like, well, I mean, it was just, 
I just always went to church. I just always this. And I'm able to speak into their lives in a way that other people can't. And at the same time, other people who have these testimonies where God radically saved them out of these crazy lifestyles, they speak to other people that I can't speak to. One's not better than the other. But all those people who are receiving that encouragement have to know the testimonies of God because they need it in their life to know who our God is and what He's able to do. When we don't tell the testimony of God's power, the expectation within people becomes lower. When the expectations become lower, the activities of God decrease. When the activities of God decrease, we talk about them less. And when we talk about them less, the expectations become lower. Do you see the cycle that we get into when we forget the testimonies of God? When we hear about the things that God has done, and we remind ourselves and we remind others of what God has done in our life or in our friends' lives or anything else, it stirs faith within us, but it also ignites faith within other people. And it strengthens them as well. Every one of us has a story worth telling that will help someone else see God's power. I want to hear people's testimonies of what God has done in their life. Because oftentimes I'm too good at forgetting my own. I'm a really good forgetter. Ask my wife. She has to tell me things like five times. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think I remember you telling me that yesterday four times. But yeah, yeah, you got it. Point number three this morning. Rejoice. You want to strengthen yourself in the Lord? Rejoice. I I have written down here, I was like, the way that we rejoice is that we choose to praise God in an equal or greater degree of the cloud that is hanging over our head. So in those moments where it just feels like everything is just going against you and you're just at this place of despair, we all get there. If I want to strengthen myself in the Lord, I have to learn how to rejoice to at least the level of despair opposite. Now sometimes I'm like, yeah, no, Chrissy, there's no way because I am down right now. then rejoice in the Lord all the more. Oh, but Chris, that, that's, that's, that's going to look foolish. I mean, that, that's just going to make me look stupid. I don't care. God doesn't care. The only person who cares is the enemy because he's just trying to use it to keep you from rejoicing and getting out of the funk that you've been in. Because if he can keep you here, you're not going to do all the things that God's called you to do. Oh, but Chris, that's just craziness. I mean, what do you want me to do? Hoot and holler? Yeah, I don't care if that's what you need to do, hoot and holler. Rejoice. Jump up and down. Why not? Some of us are going, holy cow, that's just... It's football season and I've watched a lot of games with a lot of you people. I know you do it. So it's time to start rejoicing even when we don't feel like it. In Habakkuk chapter 3 verses 17 it says this, Though the fig tree should not blossom nor fruit be on the vines, 
The produce of an olive, excuse me, the produce of the olive fail and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls. (laughs) Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's and he makes me tread on high places. The first part of that says, even when all this other stuff is wrong, I'm still going to rejoice. I'm going to rejoice in who God is and what he's done. So what will you do in those moments of your life? Because they're going to come. They come to us all. What are you going to do? Will you put on the garment of praise that Isaiah 61 tells us to? It says, put on the garment of praise for a spirit of happiness. Heaviness. Put on the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Excuse me. I love that it tells us to put on because it's actually an act. It's just, it's the same word that says to put on a coat. I'm going to put on praise. I have to take it and put it on when I'm feeling heavy. I'm going to put on praise. I'm going to choose praise. There's also a sacrifice of praise. In Hebrews chapter 13, it says this. It says, therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Let us just continue to offer him a sacrifice of praise. You know what the thing is about a sacrifice? It costs us something. Sacrifices cost us something. It is easy for me to come in here and be like, oh... Life's tough, but I guess I'll worship and sit here and just, that's easy. It's hard when those things are going on for me to come in and say, God, I'm choosing you over my circumstance and I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to rejoice in who you are, even though I don't feel like it in this moment. I'm going to choose to rejoice. See, that is a sacrifice of praise. It costs me something. It costs me going. We must believe that he has a redemptive solution and praise him. Even when we don't see it. We know that God works everything for good for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. So if your situation that you're walking through isn't good, then he's not done yet. And rejoice in what his word says, that he is faithful. Not in my current situation of what I see. Point number four this morning is, in order to strengthen yourself in the Lord, this kind of cheating because it's strengthened yourself, but it's grabbing a friend. While I do need to strengthen myself and I need to do all those things, there's also this reality where I need to grab somebody else to say, hey, I need you to pray with me in this moment. There are things that are going on right now that I need you to encourage me with. In John chapter 15, verse 13, it says, there's, this is Jesus, he says, there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. When we're going through things and we are in that moment of despair, What I need is the encouraging word and the prayer support from somebody else to speak the truth of God into that situation into my life 
so that I can stand on his word rather than being so confused by everything that's going on around me. I have people in my life who come alongside me and encourage me, who pray with me, who pray for me, and who stand together with me to see breakthrough for areas in my life. And we need to find somebody like that. If you don't have someone, start praying, God, bring somebody in. Because we need each other. We need each other. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, it says this. It says, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. We need each other. Don't ever buy the lie that I'm the only one going through this. Nobody's going to know what's going on. If I call them, it's going to be a bother. It's not. Stand on the word of God and say, hey, I need you to be this other person in this situation who can pray with me and stand with me in this. Surround yourself with people of faith. People who are for you and not against you. People who see your destiny in God and are willing to help fight with you to get it. The last point this morning, the way to strengthen yourself in the Lord is prayer. Prayer connects us to God. So often, I get so caught up in the things that's happening that I just forget to pray. And then I get myself even deeper into it, you know, and somebody will be like, Jesse will be like, hey man, did did you even pray about it? No. (laughs) You know, and I'm like, I don't even know why. But prayer does something. In Jude chapter 1, verse 20, it says this. It says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Other versions say by praying through the power of the Holy Spirit. We have to build ourselves up. We strengthen ourselves in the Lord by praying through the Holy Spirit and asking Him, Holy Spirit, show me how to pray. Jesus tells us that the Holy Spirit is there to lead us into all truth. And so if we're at a moment where we're like, I don't know how to respond, I don't know how to pray, I don't know what to do, ask him. Prayer reminds us of who God is and that we can stand firm in his truth. I love this, this psalm out of Psalm chapter 56 and it says, Then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This line right here, this I know that God is for me. In God, whose word I praise, in the Lord, whose word I praise. In God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? When we pray and we remember that this I know, God is for me. Nothing else matters. Right? Scripture tells us that if God is for us, then who can be against us? Other places it says, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. 
So when we're in these moments of despair, when we're in these seasons, we're going, my gosh, I don't know what else to do. We have to remind ourselves and strengthen ourselves in the Lord and say, I know his promises. I'm going to review them. I'm going to tell people the testimony. I'm going to choose to rejoice even though I don't feel like it. I'm going to get somebody else to pray about this with me. And I'm going to make sure that I'm praying about everything and building myself up in my faith. This is how we become ripped. In our spiritual walk, if we want to look like this, those are the five steps that we do it. And I'm sure there's more. But you do those five, you're going to see huge gains. All right? We must, we must be able to do these things in order to find the strength that the Lord is wanting us to step into. Stop believing the lies over all the things that he has spoken to you where the enemy just kind of whispers this and says this and tells you all these other things. When you find yourself in those seasons of despair, in those moments of despair, where everything that could go wrong did go wrong, and, you're just, and it just feels like insult is being added injury, in those moments, strengthen yourself in the Lord. Amen? Let's stand, guys. We're going to pray and be dismissed. Guys, we're going to have people up here at the front who would love to pray with you if you need prayer for anything this morning. Otherwise, we'll be dismissed. Don't forget to sign your kids out of Kids Church. Otherwise, Jesse will give them espresso. And uh, so, (laughs) Father, we love you and we thank you. God, I just ask that you would just show us in our lives these areas where we have bought into the lies of the enemy. God, those areas that we have believed him over you, God, we just repent for those right now in Jesus' name. God, I just ask that you would just flood us with the Holy Spirit and just remind us of these things that we can do to strengthen ourselves in you. Because, God, we want to get ripped in you. God, we want our spiritual man to be strong. So, God, help us remember how to do these things. God, I ask that you just bless every person who is here, every family represented. God, just let there just be an incredible blessing upon them this week in everything that they do. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Guys, you're dismissed. Have a wonderful week, and we will see you all next Sunday. Yeah.